cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, what is going on? Matt and Alex here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you washed your jacket last Pants? night because, well, nah, I cooked I cooked a lamb last night. Delicious little lamb shoulder. And I'm wearing the same jacket today. It's, it's, I'm very lamby. <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good way to start a day. All right, that's that sounds like a child's toy uh, that they would have, and then years later they'd find it in the cupboard. Oh, it's Lammy! <laughs> Do you remember Land Chops Play Along? Yeah. Did you ever come along? Land Chops Play Along, where kids go to play along. It's a song that never ends. Yeah, of course. Oh man, I love that cute little lamb. Anyway, so cute. Matt, Matt channeling his very own Lammy today. It is quite a big show today. We've got a couple of very cool guests. Talk to Chris Brown, uh, the Bondi vets, and also one of the hosts of I'm a Celeb. Getting us out of here. Um, he's going to be joining the show for a very important reason. We're not we're not even talking celebrities anymore, Matt O'Kine. Although it's probably the most well-known Australian. The koala is in a bit of strife. And so we're going to yes. talk to Chris about the news surrounding that one. Another incredibly well-known Australian. Guy Sebastian going to be joining us on the show. I can't wait to chat to him. He's dead set legend. So he's going to be jumping on the show very soon. And big news in the world of getting lit because we heard a little bit of audio from Perth this week as to the nightclub's opening. Queensland is uh, taking a step in that direction, but uh, you might not be taking a step in the club. We're going to be finding out exactly why in a moment. It's Matt and Alex, your boys, for All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, they tried it in the Netherlands and it looks like Australia is getting around it as well in Queensland. They're going to open up the nightclubs, except you're not going to be on your feet. You're going to be, you are going to be sitting down. So the kiddies in the sunshine state are going to line up, get their hands stamped, walk into the nightclub, get a chair. The DJ will play it then. Loud and loud and the They'll sit down for what? Oh! Oh! I'm the Wow! It's gonna be big, man. Can you oh, imagine man. the club going off, sitting down for what? Turn down for what? I love, I love. Look, Anastasia Palaszczuk is. I mean, she's into arts and culture. She's a big supporter of. Of uh, you know nightlife in Briz in Brizzy Queensland, she's doing a bit and she's getting. You see her down online. the valley, <laughs> at the front of the pit, <laughs> at the front of the sit. <laughs> anyway, that'll be exciting for Queensland um, to be able to go back to the clubs again. I mean, imagine having your your thirteen dollar Red Bull vodka and sitting in a chair, Just stuck be pretty... in the old plastic on the plastic stackable. Yeah, well, yeah, I reckon it not... will. <laughs> it's not going to be fun. Um, a whole Unless new, they're I mean, getting the big lazy boys. Do you reckon you'll be able to... And, like, then you can rock your feet back out and everything. I'm intrigued to know who, who, what, what sort of songs they're going to be playing. Because what's that What's that song called there? Turn Down For What? Turn Down For What. Turn Down and For What. DJ Snake Lil John. Sit yeah. Criss Cross will make you sit. What's going to be... Um, Wait. <laughs> they'll have... Um, They'll have a, I will do anything but stand <laughs> by Seatloaf. <laughs> by Seatloaf. Oh, come on, mate. 
okay. Well, it's going to be. Okay. We'd love you to get in touch if you are in Queensland and you are planning on going out. We need someone on the ground to record their experiences. Okay, to talk us through. We need a roving reporter, but you're not allowed to rove. You need to stay in your seat and tell us how the night goes. So please, matt.and.alex on Instagram. We would love to uh, get you out in the field to see what a night out in a chair feels like. <laughs> That'd be brilliant stuff. And we're going to be chatting to someone who is uh, used to playing a couple of big gigs. Matt O'Kind, Guy Sebastian is going to be joining us up next. Oh, mate, he's one of Australia's best and most talented singers, musicians. It's so exciting. He's just dropped a brand new uh, track. It's uh, called Standing oh, With You. So yeah, it's illegal. With you. That's in not the right, is it? We're going to have to change. We're going to have to talk to Guy about this immediately. <laughs> All right, he's up next. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. It's a pleasure to welcome to All Day Breakfast right now a man who's got a new song out, Standing With You, which is at odds with how people will be sitting in nightclubs in Queensland from now on. Mr Guy Sebastian, hello. <laughs> hello, fill me in. What are, what, they're sitting down in nightclubs? Yep, yep, that's it. To keep safe, we don't want people mingling, crossing over. It's the chairs on the dance floor a little bit apart. Sounds like when I, when I used to go to church discos, <laughs> and we just sit down, everyone was wearing chastity belts. It was so much fun. Really fun. <laughs> hey, um, so Guy, do you want to talk about how the last couple of uh, weeks have been? You've been in the news for a, for um, a bunch of, you know, different things, a lot of lot of heat on the voice and stuff. I feel <laughs> it, what's what's been how's it been, man? Have you been like just just sort of rolling with it or what? Oh, it's been pretty weird, if I'm being honest. Like, it's been because um, with the voice stuff, you know, it's not always as it seems. You know, like there's a a lot of drama and a lot of promoted drama. But you know, it's it's all a bit of fun. I think on the voice that that one's not too much of a drama. I sort of know what I, I've signed up for. We're, we're there to entertain, and, and um, sometimes that means you know causing a bit of drama. And I'm I'm all sweet. And guy, how about the backlash from uh, the situation where you were you know standing behind Prime Minister Scott Morrison as the making a, an announcement for an arts package funding that people weren't in happy with, with your response to it. But, I mean, is it one of those things where you, you're, you're doing something? You're, you know you're, you're on the committee like, to actually... try and get funding for the arts and you managed <laughs> yeah. to do it, Guy. <laughs> I, look, I, I, was, I was just really confused, if I'm being honest. Like, Because I'm, obvi- I'm obviously there with, you know, pure motives and, my bass player, who's he's actually up upstairs right now. He he came along with me, and I was really actually surprised at how much um, the prime minister and his team really absorbed what we had to say. Because I was trying to give them perspective of what my musos were going through, my crew, you know, people who are um, involved in in my team when I'm on the road, for example. When just giving the PM a little bit of um, insight into the fact that as artists we've got this big ecosystem that sits underneath us you know when we tour there's so many people who are employed either directly or indirectly and um it you know when, when we can't get on the road and when they can't put on shows it, it affects a lot of people and and so we went through myself there was obviously people who were promoters of festivals on, on this panel as well there was people who even put stage shows on like harry potter which brings in 140 million bucks you know um in, in victoria it's sort of you know, it's it's a, it's it was basically a whole bunch of people trying to give him insight, and he responded exactly to to the information that he had and developed a plan. And and so, uh, to me, I'm there with the our elected 
head of our country and regardless of who it was, I, I was still going to throw my hat in the ring to try and get some funding and some help for my peers. And, and so I was just really confused. I, I haven't really, I'm not, mate, I'm not that politically, um, you know, minded to be honest. And so it wasn't, I was just, I didn't know what I did wrong, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. It must, yeah. it must be hard. How does it affect you? You're not a, you're not a, you know, big backlash kind of guy. Is it weird when, the, when it happens? Yeah, it's quite, um, I mean, for anyone, I think you, you feel like everyone hates you, but then, then you quickly realise like it's it's not everyone. It's just there's sort of this mob that um, are very loud and it's not necessarily a, a, the most balanced view. I think it, it didn't matter who was standing there. Um, it sort of gave me an insight as actually to, to what um, our Prime Minister goes through every day, you know, like uh, – <laughs> don't want that job because I get to sing songs and generally just make people happy hopefully and, and um, <laughs> yeah it was sort of it really weirded me out to be honest it did affect me for a while until I, I you know like I had a bunch of friends and people and all my band that was what made me feel better because all my band was sort of texting me and um, you know calling me and just saying oh dude thanks for being a mouthpiece for us all and, and um, so at the end of the day I don't regret it I would do it a thousand times over and and and, um, and I'm actually I'm, I'm glad we live in a country where we're being thought of and, and, you know, we can argue and say it's not enough or whatever, but, hey, it's something for now and it's, and it's mm. going to help a lot of people. Well, like for, for, for sure. me, I can't see what more, more you could have done with going on the panel pitching for the arts, you know, talking about it's not just, you know, Guy Sebastian getting through COVID, it's everyone in the industry, it's the roadies, it's the bass players, it's the people in the theatre, yeah. the people who make the costumes, like all these people affected because there's hundreds of thousands of people who work in the arts. Uh, but with that Absolutely. in mind, do you think because – you know, there was that famous $60 billion that the government had earmarked to go to, on JobKeeper, which turned out they didn't need to do. When they had yeah, that budgeted a, 60... Exactly. <laughs> so $60 billion earmarked, and they're like, oh, we don't have that to spend, to then take $250 million for the arts, which they said was one of the first affected, but now one of the last helped. Do you feel like yeah. it's enough? Do you feel like you, the arts could have gotten, uh, you know, helped out a bit more? I don't really know, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. And obviously I'm not an economist, so, so I, but I think we will soon know. I don't think the Prime Minister, from what I could see, I don't think they're going to let the industry disappear off the cliff. And I look at all my musos who are here, um, like really what, what do they do once JobKeeper ends? Like, like we, we need a six to eight month um, little um, lag, you know, because I'm going to tour next year and if I tour, it takes six to eight months to prep that and put stuff on sale, organise it, get it all going. So what are they do during that time and, and do I even know if, mm -hmm. if you know, I'll be able to, um, I guess, put people in, into those venues? I have no idea. So I think it, it's designed to help kickstart the industry again. It's not, you know, I've seen some people go online and going, they're going 600,000 people, that equates to 400 something dollars a person. I mean, that's not how this works. It's about getting people um you know, who put on these shows, who promote these festivals. It's about getting everybody working again, not just a, a, a one-off handout. Yeah, and we'd Amazing. love to see live music come back. And uh, see, you, will you be performing your new song as well, Guy, when it's uh, when we all come back into the fold? I mean, Standing With You is out. It is a bit of a ballad. It feels like it's appropriate for the times. You need a sort of song to, to feel like you, you're yeah. supported and you're in your house and so you don't see many people. So to have someone say I'm Standing With You is really great. Can you tell us a little bit about it and, uh, yeah, what it feels to put it out at this time? Oh, it feels amazing. I mean, it's sort of um, – I, I wrote this just to – um, in March. So I, I headed overseas and I wasn't sure whether that was a good idea because everything was starting to um, go down in, in March and then quickly cut my trip short and 
came back home because they were closing borders and I had to quarantine and all that sort of stuff. But while I was over there, um, I was actually on, on the way to a session. It was the first session with a guy called Jamie Hartman and, and we've written bef- uh, together before, but my cousin uploaded this really beautiful post on Instagram and it was just about his battle with depression. Um, and it's sort of, it's affected parts of my family and, and, and also people quite close to me. And, and, and uh, but to see my cousin who I'm quite close to, like we grew up together and I had no idea. And, and his, his whole purpose of uploading it was to help other people who had been through it. And so that's what I'm reading. And, and I've like called him, I'm like, dude, I've just read your post. Like, oh, man, I had no idea. I hope you're okay. And then I ended up calling him after the session because during that session I wrote this song for him. And, oh. and um, then I sent him the demo and, and um, he's just stoked that a post has now turned into a song that's then going to hopefully um, help a lot of other people. Well, it is really gorgeous. Here's a little snippet, see if you haven't heard it yet. If you haven't uh, seen the the film clip, guys in a warehouse, rain cascading down from inside the, uh, is it a burst pipe or something like that that the water's <laughs> coming from? Like a bit of fake rain. It was freezing, dude. I, dude, I was at Carriageworks. It was so cold. Just, yeah, I had to, yeah, the, the final scenes on there in rain and I've never really done a rain sort of film clip. Was, I felt like I was in the 90s boy band or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, a bit of a Michael awesome, Bolton man. situation happening there, Guy Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Incredible work. We'll definitely go and check it out. And guy, before we let you go, I got one really quick question. Um, I, you know, it was your. Uh, you've got two beautiful, beautiful sons. Um, mm. I saw it was one of uh, one of their birthdays a little recently ish. Hudson uh, and I noticed he's got some curly hair. Now my daughter Sophia has some curly hair, and it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hitting into dreadlock territory. What am I? Oh. What do I need? What do I need to do? How do I maintain? Because Hudson had that sick, smooth fro going, man. What do I? Oh, yeah. What's your daily you know, routine? You know what? I've I've been cutting my boys' hair. I'm gonna take you. I'm oh. gonna take this little laptop. Check <laughs> Guys on Zoom here. He's walking <laughs> through the house. Dude, this this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been doing during COVID. Learning how to cut hair. Oh, you the full. You got the full barbershop. So you got the Bro, nice soulful got, singing happening in the background. You got the barbershop. Yeah. You and your boys. That's hey, awesome. I've got like a, a full barber setup. So I've been cutting <laughs> Hudson's hair, and it's hard to cut because he's got like what my hair was like. It was it was like super tight curls and big afros. So. It is hard. Banners were made for your hair guy. People were holding up banners (laughs) for the fro. Yeah, the most famous fro in all of Australia for a while, dude. Like, that's crazy. It was pretty weird. (laughs) I remember when I was on Idol and I went home in the middle of it and, you know, I was, man, it was weird for me, like having everything change that quickly. And then I went to McDonald's. Um, It was after indoor cricket. I filled in a game and... and, um, the show's like in full swing and it was down to me and Shannon and I've looked on this placemat at McDonald's and McDonald's had made these go the fro vote for guy <laughs> placemat. <laughs> uh, man, I, wild, it was, man. It was that moment I knew like life was a little bit different. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, great. Incredible so, work. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, we know how incredibly busy you are. You're, you're working around the clock right now. You're doing stuff to, you know, help, help the whole arts industry. You're working on The Voice. You're releasing brand new music. Uh, you're filming video clips. 
and to give cutting us your time those sick fades yeah, as well. And, so. yeah, getting some fades going. <laughs> to give us your time, we, we really appreciate it. And uh, oh, we hope you, we hope you keep uh, just absolutely killing it because, yeah, you're awesome. Oh, thank you. And congrats on the show. Thanks heaps, guys. Thanks, Guy. Catch All you later. Best. See you later. See you, legends. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Matt O'Kine, it is time to talk to a man right now who is at at home in the veterinary clinic as he is at Centre for Half Forward in the AFL charity matches. It's Dr. Chris Brown. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Yeah, look, I mean, look, high in height and, and very low in ability, which is generally what you uh, what you go for in your, in your forward line. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was very impressed with your abilities uh, when we all played on, a, uh, on the SCG a couple of years back. Now, Chris, I wish we could talk about AFL um, and yeah. fumbling footballs, but sadly, <laughs> uh, we're, we're here to discuss some more, uh, some more devastating news, I guess, and that is that mm. a, uh, a state parliamentary investigation uh, yeah. in New South Wales has found that koalas, they reckon they're going to be extinct by 2050. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not exactly the um, the, the cheery news you, you normally hope for when it comes to uh, Australia's, you know, arguably most adorable animal. Um, you guys feature in, in the poll, I'm sure, as well. But it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, look, to, to be honest, when I saw that this, this had come out, I'm almost surprised that it's not worse. Um, and, mm. and the reason being that that was the figure that was being bandied around last year before the bushfires. And then you, you had the bushfires on top of it. Um, you would have thought that, that um, that D Day would have moved forward a little bit, and mm. and I'm not I'm kind of surprised it hasn't. But you know, they're they're in a really bad way, and, and you know we can we can sugarcoat it. We can keep on introducing our international celebrities to uh, to to koalas <laughs> for a photo opportunity if they ever get back into the country, um, and 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 we can keep on loving the koala. But the the sad fact is we're not really loving them back in, in terms of what we're, what we're providing them with because they're they're struggling big time. I mean, I was, and I could very well be wrong, I was under the uh, impression that koalas were absolutely mad rooters. But honestly, they're not very good at it. Um, really? You know, I, hate, I, hate, I hate for one man to critique another, but... We're actually but quite know. high on that poll as well, Dr. Chris. Um. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, I thought they, I thought koalas had a lot of sex that they, you know, I mean, despite spreading chlamydia, etc. Why? What's going on? Why is... Look, they're just... Techniques poor, energy levels poor. Um, <laughs> There's no mood setting, you know. They need some some Barry White in there, really boost the population. They're kind of like courtship um, was in the '80s, and I, I was born in the late '70s, so like I don't really remember too much of it. But a lot of cologne. They have this scent gland on their chest, which um, releases a, a pretty pungent odor from the males. And then the males just climb a tree, and this is as complicated as it gets. They climb a tree and then put out this mating call, and they just hope that that females come to them. It's literally like honking a horn from a construction site <laughs> and just hoping that it attracts. It's, it's like it's tradie courtship <laughs> in about 1987. It's the and, it's the drunk, it's the single drunk guy on the dance floor at 2am just hot praying <laughs> that someone will find him attractive at that. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So and then, and then they just they sort of wait and sometimes it happens and other times it doesn't. Yeah, and, and the problem is that because of, of all the development in, in coastal bushland areas, there's there's not the the vast expanse of bushland and of females to, to that then come running and, and climbing to, to the males. So yeah. um, they put the call out there and it, it just doesn't really eventuate. And even when it does, even when like they, they win the the sort of lazy man lottery and, and they finally they finally get <laughs> they finally get a koala, a female koala to come to them, she'll breed um 
successfully about once a year at best, sometimes once every three or four years. So, and, and they only start breeding once they're about five. So, you know, you've got, there's a lot of time that has to go by and then a lot of luck's got to work in their favour. And then they've just got to finally tick off that last box, which is, could they be bothered? And, and that's that's <laughs> often the issue because, because at a simple level, even though koalas look fat, right, they, mm. they sort of have that that sort of pear shape. The thing is they, they eat eucalyptus, which has next to no energy in it. Mm. And so they, they're just these big fermentation chambers to try to make it less toxic. And so they don't have a lot of energy. They often couldn't be bothered. And so it's it's hard for them to get motivated to actually do it. Well, that's that's quite incredible to me, particularly the stat about needing to be five years old before they can procreate, you know, thinking about how many would get hit by cars a year in Australia, yeah. the bushfires now, you know, just making it to potentially have a chance at one baby would be difficult for a, for a lot of koalas given the, the state of Australia at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And you look at you look at foreign animals that come in and and um, you know take advantage of Australian conditions and mm-hmm. like rabbits. Rabbits can breed from about eight or nine weeks of age. Like that, that's it's it's crazy. And they can they can give birth one day and and mate and successfully mate the next. Like so, koalas in comparison to a lot of other animals out there are really super slow, and that really holds them back. And and so they're just they're really poor at building back their population numbers. We essentially bulldoze their habitat. They don't have a lot of homes left. Um, and, and you combine all those factors together, throw a bit of chlamydia in there, and, and you've got and, and a few bushfires, and you've got the, the underlying reasons as to why they're, they're really struggling. Okay, so, Chris, I mean, for someone who lives in a building that mm. probably, you know, once housed many trees that, you know, mm. used to have koalas however many decades or centuries ago yeah. and who tries to, you know, obviously I've never hit a koala on the road or anything like that. But mm. other than that, I feel kind of helpless in yeah. this situation. What, are, what is, what does just one person do? How do they make a difference? Look, obviously we probably need to, to minimise or, or eliminate any further um, coastal development in uh koala-friendly habitats um, and, and, you know, earmarking those areas that are big koala populations is, is important. Um, making sure there's water available um, for koalas. And I know Port Macquarie Koala Hospital has been um, pretty, pretty uh, vocal in, in uh, putting out the, the word that the koalas need drinking stations or need access to water. Um, making sure that, that highways don't cut right through the middle of um, koala habitats. But on a base level, for, for people out there, what they can do today, um, help to minimise climate change because it, it's it's changing the way eucalyptus grows. It's meaning there's less water in eucalyptus leaves, which means koalas need more more drinking water. Um, if you go into a bushland area, don't let your dog off the leash. Uh, keep your dog on a leash. That, that'll really help. Um, and, and essentially just, just make sure that... Um, you know, bushfires in those in those areas are, are less of a chance of, of occurring, and and just be vocal at, at trying to protect the koala and, and do what you can to um, you know, donate to, to charities that are supporting koala breeding and uh, and 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 making sure that those habitats are preserved. Absolutely, Dr. Chris, thank you so much for letting us know about this uh, pretty concerning developments. We'll hopefully you take your advice and do what we can to make sure, yeah, Australia is an Australian icon can continue to exist well past 2050. We'll uh, look forward to trying to make that happen and all the best uh, for you and hopefully see you back on uh, Channel 10 a little bit later on in the year. Sounds good, guys. Thanks so much. I smell toast. All day breakfast. 
With the Queensland government saying nightclubs can open as long as patrons are seated, All Day Breakfast presents a brand new compilation CD. Songs to stay in your chair to. Sit down, you don't need your feet, boy. Just stay in your seat, boy. It's a lazy boy. Sit down. I can see you sitting in your chair tonight. Oh, Lord. Featuring 28 of the world's greatest sits. Just a little sit, ooh, ah, a little sit more, ooh, ah, just a little sit sitting on the dance floor. What about this one from Destiny's Mild? Please don't leave your mask at home, cause it's 11.30 and the club is sitting, sitting. Guaranteed to keep your dance floor totally motionless. It's seated, seated, you've got to stay one point. Feel free to bring your orthopedic chair too for this banger from House of Back Pain. I came to sit down. I came to sit down. So stay in your seat and sit down. Sit. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down, sit down and stay seated. Sit, sit, sit. Everybody sit, sit, sit. And with the hottest, freshest tracks, it means you'll never be too cool for stool. I choose to sit When I say red light I need you to sit When I say green light I need you to continue sitting Red light Green light Songs to stay in your chair to Whoa The dance floor's bare Whoa Sitting in a chair Out now Had a lot of controversy over the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, the Australian-made logo, for a time, seemed like it was getting the boots. The gold kangaroo on the green triangle are uh, out. But no, it's been clarified. Uh, the Australian Nation Brand Advisory Council has decided not to get rid of the Australian-made kangaroo logo, but more to add an extra one, which could be a bit trendier for the tech industries and other Australian businesses that want to promote the fact that they are homegrown here in this delightful sunburnt country. Well, I mean, we, we made some pretty cool tech discoveries, didn't we? Didn't, didn't oh, Australian invent Wi-Fi? Yes. Hills USB? Hoist. Yes. Um, was, that, yeah. was that Australian? Maybe. I don't think oh, so. No, okay. Well, Definitely Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. We can stick with Wi-Fi though, right? Yeah, of course. And then, you know, people see a little kangaroo. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You no. know, the kangaroo, Skippy didn't have anything to do with Wi-Fi. The problem is the new one that they've done, which is sort of big block letters AU, put onto what is a silhouette of some gold wattle. Is that is, what that is? Yeah, because oh. New South Wales MP Mark Kua says... It looks like a virus, and he's not entirely wrong because... No, he's not. I mean, a, a lot of thought would have gone into this, and, you know, my partner's a graphic designer. I know that they would have had meetings, that a lot of yeah. people would have put effort into this. I, I don't mind it at all, but, yes, I understand what they're saying in that it does look a little bit like a virus. And you didn't know what it was. Because if you've seen the cover of another podcast, Coronacast, where they just show the, you know, the coronavirus protein or whatever it is, and mm. Waddle is also a, like a little circle with things coming off it. That's, mm. That is kind of what we're looking at here. 
you'd hate to be trying to export your product and it's just got a coronavirus <laughs> on it. No. Here, would you like no. to would you like to try these masks? No. Well, I mean, look, so we I guess we could look at other things. Well, wattle, it is Australian. I think that's where we got the green and gold from. The gold wattle with the green leaves. That's it is quite Australian. But you're right. We want to get away from these these connotations. And so I think there are more Australian things that we could potentially have as our new logo, Matt. Yeah, so Alex Dyson and I have uh, come up with a couple of ideas. What do you reckon? Well, should I get some music going? Yeah, let's... Yes. Here are here are alternatives for a new Australian-made logo. Should have put Land Down Under on, to be honest. But anyway, here we go. Corey Worthington doing a shoey. Sausage roll pastry flakes in the footwell of a tradies ute. What about a galah that's like on fire, aka a flaming galah? A bag of wine hanging off a clothesline. What about like a silhouette of Kylie Minogue's hot pants? It's Jay and May. <laughs> we could have a little teardrop single. Like a little teardrop symbol of a dumbhead who's crying about the fact you can't climb Uluru anymore. What about Clive Palmer with a Palmer? <laughs> there we go. So uh, we, we've given that to the... <laughs> thought you were going to do another one. No, I didn't have any. I mean, I got look. I thought of a couple other Russell Crowe throwing a phone, um, sweaty bum crack. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, I, I just chose some other, you know, different ones. But anyway, there you have it. <laughs> there it is. If you've got your own, feel free to add it. What's more Australian than Wattle? Uh, what do you come up with? We'll see soon. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. And that brings us to the end of some all day breakfast for today. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. Thank you to Chris Brown, Dr. Chris Brown, I should say, for uh, helping us with koalas. They, they need help. They need our help. Do what you can to save them. It was a very Australian show today, wasn't it? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, let's not go too too. Oh, you know, <laughs> Southern Cross on me neck, you know. But yeah, there was there was a, some some good stuff. <laughs> Guy Sebastian, absolute That's legend. Thank you. We forgot you. to add, didn't we? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you very much to Guy Sebastian for giving us so much of his time. Really, really awesome. And have a listen to this. Recognize those licks. Tash Sultana joining us on the show on Friday morning. So please tune in to uh, have a listen. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.